ready for fan driven Razorback talk for the fans by the fans. This is Inside the Hog Pen with your hosts, Razorback Zach and Marcus MC Carlton. Wednesday night, and you know what that means. It's time for another Inside the Hog Pen. Hello, everybody. I'm your host, Razorback Zach, from the Central Arkansas Hog Pen, joined by my brother, my co-host, and let's face it, the glue that holds the whole damn thing together, and he's hype, but he's not alone in that hype. Marcus MC Carlton <laughs> at the bottom of your screen, back for her third week and still rocking on the Twitter, Sarah Swish Vogel. What's up, y'all? Hey, hey. Sarah, you're muted. Yeah. You have to unmute. Huh? Sorry, I was eating ice earlier. There we go. <laughs> okay, so we have got a lot to cover, and apparently there's a football game going on down in Gainesville this weekend. But <clears> guess <throat> what? As far as we're concerned, football, eh, over. Eh, we'll touch on it, but, you know, big whoop, right? Seven to three. Eh. But – Hoop season has officially kicked off. We're going to talk all things Razorback hoops, uh, both men and women, because there was some shocking news coming out of the women camp uh, from the Lady Razorbacks late, earlier this week. But uh, stay tuned for that. But, y'all, hog hoops. Just, just to start off, hog hoops. 81-77 in an overtime thriller in an exhibition game. Mm-hmm. I know the two of you are, like, chomping at the bit and, and ready to get after it. <laughs> Uh, I will I will defer to Sarah because she was there. She got to see it firsthand. So take it away, Sarah. Calling well, it an exhibition game is just wrong because right. that was that was almost more lit than the Auburn game. Ooh. Ooh. We just we're, didn't storm the court. We are looking now we're used to winning, so we don't storm the yes. court anymore. Yeah. Well, and I've got I some agree. when we hit our bacon bits, I've got an interesting stat for you. Um for basketball by the way but make sure you leave us a review like share follow subscribe give us five stars give us three stars but don't give us four don't give us four make sure you guys also like share subscribe follow anywhere you listen to your podcast because guess what we are now in podcast form on amazon google spotify apple did I miss one? iHeart? Are we on iHeart, MC? We're we're okay. So we're on. I'm I'm got my cheat sheet here. I'm looking at it. Uh, Apple, Amazon, iHeart, Spotify, and there's another one called Radio Public. I had never heard of, but it was there, so I added it. Uh, working on Google. Google is not playing nice right now. Uh, they're kind of they're kind of being Dan Enos right now and just kind of screwing everything up. So <laughs> I, I, I've got to work through that. But we're. Uh, but if, so if you have a Google device, just get on Spotify and you can and you can find us there. By the way, if you want to get in on the action tonight, because everybody's excited about that Purdue game, leave us a question or comment in the Hog Wildlife and feedback. 
uh, whether you're watching on YouTube or Facebook. We can get it on Twitter, but if you leave it on Twitter, we got to pull up the Twitter feed. So don't don't feel bad. Okay, this Twilight Zone, because normally when the comments start in, they mm-hmm. start in with, with razzing on Zach a little bit. I, I, I'm, being, I'm being attacked tonight. Out of the gate, Bray Brooks said, Brooks says, not even a hot. We're not even through the first segment. Yeah. <laughs> first- and, and, and like, this is into the world stuff because Bray Brooks is about as far from being a hog fan as you can be. So the fact that he came inside the hog pen just to give me a hard time, welcome. So, you know, <laughs> so and, and I have to have a backstory though. Why? If it's not suitable for work, we won't talk about it. But no, I'm trying to figure out why I still owe him lunch. What did you uh, do to owe? He's going to have to re- refresh me on that. But, uh, you know, I'm an old man, and sometimes my memory is not what it's what it used to be. But, uh, hey, Bray, you know where I work, brother. So holler, holler at your boy, and we'll go, we'll go get some lunch. All Masonic, maybe? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm no. just kidding. I'm no, kidding. Bray's I... a good dude, man. Make sure you guys like, share, subscribe, follow to, to follow us anytime we go live. Uh, next thing, bacon bits. All right. So now that we're transitioning more to basketball, these are now three pointers and not your four downs. Your first two come from football. Your first one, Ben Hill Griffin stadium is one of two sec stadiums where Arkansas has never won. Can anyone name the other one? Sarah, can you name the other sec stadium? We have never won in (laughs) Bama. No, we talked about LSU then. (laughs) We've, we've no, won it down in Death there. Valley. Not since I've been alive. <laughs> <laughs> um, you were alive two years ago. Remember yep. Cam Little hitting the gritty after he hit the game winner? No, I didn't watch football till a year ago. So, yeah. yeah. I started at the wrong time. Yeah. The other one is now, did you start with the Liberty game last year? Because if you did, we may have figured out a problem here. Yeah. There it is. No, you did not. There it is. Oh my god. Okay. We we need, I have we need to go like, back, but I think so. We need like some kind of cleansing uh something seance or something to no, we can keep it how it is as long as we win in basketball. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so uh the other one is Faru Field, aka oh, the Missouri. University of Missouri. Now, the Hogs are 0 and 5 all time in Gainesville. We have never won in Gainesville. So maybe, fingers crossed, we can get a win. Um I'm surprised. I can't believe you haven't you haven't thrown out one of your favorite lines to say when talking about the SEC. Because that's where all the Mark Curls BS began. I wasn't there yet. Okay. I was gonna I was gonna wait till we actually got into football. Okay. All right. Oh, trust me, it's coming. <laughs> oh, it's all right. Coming. All right. Bray has come back. He he's got he's got the answer for us. You simply uh, owe me lunch. Yeah, I just simply owe him lunch. No reason needed. Oh. Uh, so Bray is a a, a videographer uh, extraordinaire uh, here in Northeast Arkansas, and uh, he on his commentary he was talking about he had worked with the Brandon Burlsworth Foundation, and that was as close as he could get. Or close as he had been to being a hog fan. Well, that's that's pretty close, man. If that's, you're working with the Burlesworth Foundation, close. that's that's awesome. Your next bacon bit. Through eight games, Arkansas ranks fifth in the SEC. This one surprised me, by the way. Arkansas ranks fifth in the SEC and 31st nationally in total defense, allowing 333 yards per game. Arkansas's defense has allowed 223 points a game this year, the same it allowed during the 9-4 and four run in 2021. 
So mm. the defense is doing its job. Yeah. We just got to get offense. <clears throat> yeah, the defense is, has been, I wouldn't say lights out, but compared to last year, yeah. they're pretty close. Now, here's your basketball one uh, in, in reference to what you were saying earlier, Sarah. Since Eric Musselman's arrival, Arkansas leads the SEC in overall wins with 95. Overall home wins with 60. Third in the SEC in home wins at 27 while sitting at 11th in the NCAA total for home win, overall wins at 95. Which is also since I've been enrolled in school. I think it's safe to say Arkansas basketball has returned. Yeah. Yeah. And See, then, this, uh, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go complete old man here for a minute. But okay. that those kind of stats are what I grew up on, okay? I, I, mm-hmm. And I grew up in the heyday. I mean, Todd Day, Lee Mayberry, Corliss, Scotty, all of that, all of that stuff that you see on YouTube that you hear about when Arkansas was the winningest program of the 1990s, that's what I grew up on. So this, this to me is where basketball is supposed to be. Yeah, and then so we're going to mention it later, but fo- but football, or, I'm sorry, soccer and volleyball are knocking it out of the freaking park. So here oh, yeah. is a here is a foul shot from the charity stripe for soccer. Dating back to 2016, Arkansas is 66-9-4 at Razorback Field. Ten of those 66 wins have come against ranked teams, including number one, North Carolina, in 2019. Mm-hmm. How do you like that? All right, that's going to do it for segment number one, if I don't hit the wrong button here. Coming up, we're going to jump headfirst into football, and then we're going to rush through it, just like the Arkansas offense does on, on their plays, on their scoring drives. And then we're going to jump headfirst into Hog Hoops. You're listening and watching the Inside the Hog Pen on the Sideline Radio Network. Back right after this. to Inside the Hog Pen on the Sideline Radio Network. Razorback Zach, Marcus MC Carlton, and Sarah Swish Vogel hanging out with you on a Wednesday night. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. All right, let's get this done and over with. Kind of like the Arkansas scoring drives on, <laughs> during football season. Arkansas yeah. comes off a bye week after firing Dan Enos, and, uh, which I think was the best decision Sam's made this year. Yeah, had to happen. They travel to their final away game. This Saturday, 11 o'clock, bottom of your screen, ESPN2. They go to Gainesville to play 5-3 and three Florida. Now, my question is, can we do it? Can we pull it off? 
now that Enos is gone, now the bad blood's out, you get Kenny Guyton in. Sarah, now apparently Rocket's back. Uh, don't steal a thunder. <laughs> and then, so Sarah, we'll start with you. You're up there on the hill, obviously. You're around some. You're around majority, if not all, of the team at some point during the day. What's what's the what's the error now that it's a week removed from Danny knows being fired? So I actually do have one football player in my class. I'm not around the whole team, but um, I was talking to him earlier today after our little test, and he was saying that everybody seems to kind of have more energy. Um, but also like they're now all healed up. So KJ doesn't feel beaten to death anymore. You know, rockets back. magically healthy. Um, yeah. Um, but Call he just said it up. seems like everybody's just a little bit more excited than they were two games, three games ago. Okay. Um, and so I think there's a possibility we could go in. I'm not expecting that. I just want the offense to look better. MC, we've never, ever, 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 ever won in Gainesville. We've come close. We've come close. Hashtag mm-hmm. screw you, Mark Curls. 2009. But yep. Is it, I mean, are the cards finally lining up that we could go in? Because Florida's not all that great. I mean, yeah, they're five and three, but they're they're not they're not the Florida that we're used to seeing. Well, so they're five and three. They're not real happy with uh, their coach right now either. Uh, they're, they're, of course, five and three is not living up to Florida Gator expectations. Uh, I think one of the things that plays into Arkansas's advantage is that Florida is coming off of an absolute skull dragging by Georgia. So they're going to be beat down mentally and physically coming into this game. Um, the SEC network did them no favors by putting this game at 11 o'clock because Florida had planned a blackout. They're wearing black uniforms uh, and had this whole thing built up, and then uh, they get put in the 11 a.m. time slot. So that you know that kind of kills all the mojo that would have went along with the, the whole blackout theme and all that. Um, I, I just – I still have no faith in the offensive line. You may you may have solved one problem by getting rid of Dan Enos and you know changing up your offensive game planning, but you still got the same guys, the same five guys playing offensive line. And that's been the biggest problem with the offense all year long. But now that begs the question: was the problem with the offensive line due to the type of scheming that was being put in place from the offense? Or is it is is it two separate issues? Um, Sarah, what do you think? I have no faith at all in our football team. <laughs> I, I, but it's it, yeah. But it, it, yeah. if you throw fifty daggers, eventually one's going to hit the middle. <laughs> so, I like it. I like is, it. There it is. So you're Carlos. telling me there's a chance. Right, John exactly. Caldwell says, "Think the offense will look any different from Kenny and Pittman holding closed practices all week?" I, I, yes, I do. I think I. <sighs> well, I mean, I kind of feel like it had nowhere to go but up. So you're going to have players re-energized. You're going to have Kenny Guyton going out there. I mean, this is basically, you know, a, a live audition 
this is a job interview. for him to be considered as an offensive coordinator. If not here, maybe somewhere else. He's never called plays before. He does have a good football pedigree, but this being the first time that he's called live plays in a game, you know, I think Arkansas may start hot just simply off of the adrenaline thing, the change. But what I want to see is I want to see mid third quarter when it is a crucial third down, say it's a mm-hmm. third and six, third and seven, and Arkansas comes up and they have to convert. What's going to happen there? You know, wh- what's going to happen? Are they going to, you know, are they still going to have that same adrenaline they open the game with, or are they going to fall back into that old bad habit of, you know, everything we've seen up to this point in the season? Well, and I, I think, honestly, what I want to see from this team especially in the second half, is don't take your foot off the gas. Keep going. If you can score, score. Don't worry about, you know, respect and all this. They don't respect you. Well, and why I are don't you know. That's the, why are you respecting them? Somebody said what I was going to say. As long as we don't call, call a shotgun on fourth and one. Yeah. John we're, Caldwell. We're already doing better. John Caldwell is back when the, inside the Hawk fans. Longtime fan of ours, by the way. So what's up, John? How I hope things are well. Um, the other thing, the other deal that I find interesting, and again, y'all know me, when it comes to Razorback sports, I'm full of conspiracies, but Rocket <laughs> is magically healthy again. <laughs> I, I think I called this at some point where if you I fire you Dan did. Enos, yeah. Rocket's magically going to go, hey, I feel better. MC, you put a tweet out that the oh, West, the West Coast – Rehab is doing some major. <laughs> yeah, the out, the out of state rehab is is, is working miracles. Yeah, uh, because you had you had Nick Smith that went out to I think he went to L A. He went to L A. to get his, and then uh, Rocket went down to Dallas. Actually, I was looking on my phone just now, um, if uh, trying to figure out if Benny Hinn is still doing his uh, <laughs> his miracle crusades and see if maybe he had one in Dallas and within the last couple of weeks or so. Because you know if 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 uh, if you know that name at all the televangelist he'll put his hand on people and they'll fall out and suddenly they're healed of whatever ailed them. So I was trying to find out if maybe uh rocket had uh, flown his way down to Dallas just to see Benny Hinn, but you know, that's no bad. such luck. He wasn't, he wasn't in town. That's pretty fun. Let me, uh, let me jump over here. Um, Loki says, uh, so when can we start partying? Like it's 1994. <laughs> oh man. Wait, uh, we already started. Yeah, these, <laughs> these these two have already started. Yeah, yeah. These two have already started. I'm, I'm not. I'm not, back. I'm not planning the celebration parade just yet. Uh, but I am. I am uh, looking at my vacation time and looking at April, and you know, just making notes. Hey, I'll, I'll I'm telling you way. now, MC. We make it to the Memphis and the Dallas rounds. Oh. You and me are going. Oh. That's, will, one oh. of those falls during spring break too. I will let that I, let that let us get that regional in Memphis. I will I will, I will sell off a bunch of stuff just to pay to go. Josh Ooh. Wilbanks, my boy Josh, coming from Nashville, Arkansas, says, "Hey guys, long time no see." Josh, where you been, man? Where you been? By the way, yeah, we've been out, here. Where you been? Shout out to my my daughter. She's also watching on our YouTube channel tonight. All right. Um, Eric Jernigan says, win-win for Kenny G. If he performs a miracle and turns the team around, then he's, his star is on the rise. Mm-hmm. If it's a disaster, nobody will blame him because of the state the team was in. That's a fair point. And, and the fact that he's never called plays before, you know, uh, that just adds to what Eric's saying here because it, it's, it is. It's, he's playing with house money this weekend. So 
does that mean that he is th- – this is what I want to see. Is he going to go, you know, push all of his chips to the middle of the table and just say, all right, here we go. Uh, and and how how much of a uh, how how much how much length of rope is Sam going to have on him when it comes to the play calling? You know, because we've seen before problems that we thought were the offensive coordinator uh, were not necessarily the offensive coordinator. I think it was a little more of the head coach trying to tighten the reins a little bit uh, because we saw some similar problems with Browse and Enos. And the one common denominator there, of course, was was Sam. So I'm anxious to see how much rope he gives uh, Kenny to to call what he sees fit. Uh, have we heard if Kenny's going to be on the sideline or in the box? Is there anything to talk about that? He is in the he booth. He is in the booth. Okay. He is in the booth. Um, okay. Which I don't I don't understand why why all of a sudden Pitts wanting him wanting these OCs in the booth. I mean, Bryles was on the field. Yeah. Gus yeah, he was, was always that, right there. Um, Sorry. No, no, no. What'd you say, sir? I said we saw how that turned out. <laughs> we saw how that turned out. Well, I did have a I did have a football question. Hit me. Because I don't really know how all this stuff goes because I'm not a football person. All right. But why are they talking about Nudie having to fight back for his playing time? Like he ain't the best person out there. Yeah. Do you, I'm glad do you, you want that, that one? Uh no. Go ahead. I'll 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 fill in the gaps. Well, so there's, there's got to be for him to min- say it like that. There has to be something underlying that's preventing him from getting on the field. It's not an injury. We know this because he's come out and said he's healthy. So is it trouble with academics? Is it, you know, is it? We don't know. I mean, honestly, we we don't know. But Rocket can disappear to Dallas for two weeks. And- I, I mean, you said it. So not to not to defend Pittman's decision because if you saw my Twitter, you saw how I felt about his comment about Nudie having to earn his playing time back after coming off an injury. Um, the only thing that that makes any kind of sense to me is maybe he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing in practice, or he's not doing his classwork. Now that that completely goes against what you just talked about with Rocket being gone for two weeks, but I mean if he's if he's doing everything right in the classroom, and then he's going to get his rehab, <laughs> and let's say Nudie is skipping a few classes here and there, and then and coming to practice, I mean I could see that, but to, even so, that's still a stretch. Nudie's the best player you got in the secondary; he's got to be on the field. Well, but some MC- guys are just not pra- they're just not practice players. They they just they know how to turn it on when the lights go on. Okay, so my question is, is this is the first time in a long time that Arkansas does not have a rusher with 100 yards in a game. Yeah. We're lucky okay. to get fi- I mean, if we got a guy that's got but, 50, we're doing pretty good. But in in you know, staying on topic with with Rocket and and Nudie, Sarah's absolutely right. How are you going to let Rocket rehab for, what, two and a half months? And then all of a sudden he's magically healthy after you fire the offensive coordinator. Was A&M the last game that he played in? I don't think he played at Ole Miss. I don't think he played it. I don't think he played at A and M. Did he? I think. Yeah, he 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 did because he he had a he had a screen pass that went for like fifty yards. Okay, yeah, I do on. remember him playing now. Yeah, 
But and then I, I saw him limp off the field late in that game. But and I don't remember seeing him on the field at Oxford. I'm not. I'm going to be honest. Even the games he played in early in the season, I didn't think he was doing that great. I agree. Well, but yeah. again, and, and this is going to be a, a topic of contention among the fan base because I've seen it on Twitter. Just absolutely. I mean, both ways. Mm-hmm. Do you let Rocket back on the team magically? Some people say I don't think they he should be allowed back. He hasn't earned that spot. Some people say. I do. He's legit injured, and he, you know, injuries take time to heal. Everybody heals fast. And look at Aaron Rodgers; he tore his Achilles yeah. week one, and he's back throwing on the field now. Yeah, that that dude is not that was, that MF is not real. <laughs> no, but but I mean, how are you gonna how are you gonna all of a sudden let Rocket start? That's see, my thing is like being a college athlete. Like, I completely understand allowing him to be in the lineup. But putting him as number one, which I'm not completely sure he is. I just saw somewhere he could be. Putting him at number one less than a week after he's been healthy. Because last week during Pittman's press conference, he wasn't healthy. So he's been healthy less than a week. Putting him at number one is absolutely a no-go for me. Well, but MC, you and I have looked at the depth chart a couple uh, for the first few games, after even after he was out. He was listed as the top. Has a starting yeah, the, the the depth chart is, is just kind of something they, they throw out there. Obviously, they're not updating it, or Rocket wouldn't have been on it this whole time. Um, You know, I don't know. I, I, I just don't know. I, I can see both sides of that. I can see having him in lineup and having him available to play, but I'm kind of with Sarah on him coming back and starting, especially if you're not going to put Nudie back in the starting lineup. You know, because at that point, it's like, okay – one of these guys is, I mean, you're talking about two superstars, one on each side. They, you know, and and honestly, let's face it, Nudie has played better this year than Rocket has. So if you're going to make Nudie do stuff to earn his spot back, you know, unless there's something going on behind the scenes, like what I had said, either with classes or goofing off in practice or whatever, I don't see how you can put one back in the starting lineup immediately and then say the other one's got to earn his way back. I, I just. Uh, it doesn't make sense to me, but as we're wrapping up here, um, let me see. Jonathan Parker says, uh, "If the offense looks better the rest of the season, does he get the job, or still look who's out? Th- still look at who's out there?" K- KG was going to be on the sideline, but then he changed his mind. I did not know he was going to be at all. I, I didn't. I thought that was an a Pittman call. I didn't know that was KG. I didn't. I didn't know on that either. I saw somewhere where they were still discussing it early on. Dennis Campbell says, Rockets recovery flunks the smell test to me. Maybe it's legit, <laughs> but not sure about that. Something about that knee management, man. Right. And then Nudie says, or Jonathan Parker says, Nudie starts this week. I believe he wasn't 100% healthy from the head injury. Well, Pittman said that he was cleared he was to play healthy. against Mississippi State. They just didn't put him in because Nudie has to earn his his way back onto the field which i don't understand that well there i almost think there's got to be something behind the scenes either he's which there could be some kind of team rule or something we also talked about like school stuff there could have been something like i hate to bring it up but like the dixon street incident last year yeah like nudie could have gotten in something like that yeah not saying he got arrested or just like an incident happened right we have heard about that though i mean Maybe, maybe not. I mean, I'm, not saying, was. I'm not saying that's that's what it is. I'm just saying, I mean, in the, today's world of social media and right. all of this other junk going on, I'm pretty sure we'd have heard about it by now. 
somebody would have had a snap or a TikTok or something about it. Yeah, I think. All right, yeah. I'll flash this up one more time. But we're done talking football. That was that's about all the football I want to talk about. Yeah, because sounds good other, to me. On the other side of the break, <laughs> and for the rest of the show, you have oh, my yeah. word. School is officially in session. Mm-hmm. We are talking hog hoops on the other side of the break. You're listening to Inside the Hog Pen on the Sideline Radio Network. Back in 60 seconds. Welcome back to Inside the Hog Pen on the Sideline Radio Network. The system decided it was going to keep playing that song, apparently. <laughs> but uh, it is time, officially. We are done talking football. It's time to go to school with MC School of Hog Hoops. All right. Arkansas comes out off an exp- exhibition game. Exhibition game. Mm-hmm. And beats number three, upsets number three, Purdue. 81-77 in a overtime thriller and that's exactly what it was was an overtime thriller and i'm going to turn it over to the two that are actually knowledgeable in hog hoops i'll still be here don't worry but sarah you were there inside of bud walton tell us about it um i now have a voice after four days (laughs) of no voice and not being able to talk because that environment was absolutely electric which my seats were right by the tunnel across from the student section, so right in the mix. I was also at the end of the Razorback bench, so could see all the celebrations, but everybody was into it. Like, everybody was up yelling, screaming. It was not an exhibition game. You guys can call it an exhibition game or whatever, but it was a game, a real game, and we were playing in March. Let me yeah. jump over to the uh, live fan feedback real quick. We have uh, some royalty in the house. Uh, Chris Faraci's in the house. What's up, Chris? One of our loyal fans. Dennis Gamble. Chef James Harris is rest in peace, Bobby Knight. Yes, for those of you that don't know, earlier this evening, yep. earlier today, the legendary Bobby Knight passed away. And uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to him and his family and uh, every player that he, whose lives he touched. But – 
We've got royalty in the house. Mama Linda's in the house. I'm so excited about basketball season. Let me tell you something. Uh, me too, Mama Linda. <laughs> Mama <laughs> Linda was lighting me up during that game on 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 over text. She was boy, she's excited. By the way, uh, Casey Sutton, our number number one fan, Casey Sutton, who kicked cancer's ass not once but twice. She said, "I messaged MC and told him I thought I heard him here." After the win, I, I thought I heard that too, Casey. I yeah, I, I told her it was very likely because I was I was up here in my little hog pen uh, at my house getting really, really loud. But uh, Eric Jernigan says that was the greatest exhibition game I've ever seen. It felt like March. Yeah. Loki says, make no mistake. That was not an upset. That was us putting the rest of the NCAA on notice. I MC, like you were yeah. chomping at the bit, man. I got to ask you, Teach. I got to ask you, have you ever seen – a Razorback team this gelled and this together in October. Not a team like this to where you've got a bunch of guys who have not played together before. Um, in this era, for a team to be gelled like that this early on is just unheard of. You know, when you had the majority of your team being three- and four-year guys back the hog ball that I grew up on, uh, yeah, you could have that early on in the season. But when you've got however many new faces we've got this year uh, coming in, guys who had not played together other than scrimmages and maybe some pickup games over the summer, that's unheard of. It, it's absolutely unheard of to have guys that have not played together in a real-life scenario come in and have the community. And they still had a few breakdowns, don't get me wrong. There were a couple of fast break opportunities where you could tell their timing was just a little bit off because I, I remember a couple outlet passes that sailed a little bit long uh, in the middle of a run, and I was just like, um, by Christmas, that's a dunk. So it, it's just one of those things that they just got to get the timing down. But everything that went – I mean, it, I was so impressed with this game. Uh, simply not just – the fact that they were gelled, but the way that they communicated on defense. And I got to throw a shout out to Chandler Lawson, uh, the Memphis transfer coming in. That dude locked down Zach Eady, locked him down. The national reigning player of the year and Chandler Lawson put him on lockdown. Now, if you look at the stats, it doesn't look like he put him on lockdown because he ended up with 15 and nine, but it was a very quiet 15 and nine. What I really loved to see was the fact that Chandler Lawson was fronting him, playing in front of him on defense instead of standing behind him. He was standing in front of him, putting putting his arm out in front of him like you're supposed to. And I, I, I lost count of how many lob passes they threw that we had backside help come over and either knock it out of bounds or knock it away to create a turnover. And that's something we didn't have last year. First off, we didn't have anybody with the IQ to – well, I, I'm not going to say we didn't have anybody – most of the guys who got to play in time did not have the IQ to know when to rotate over and help. And if they did, we got burned because their guy was left open and we couldn't, we didn't rotate properly. Long story short. Um, the other piece of it is we didn't have anybody that would play in front last year. Everybody tried to play from behind. You can't, we gave the Big Ten a blueprint on how you defend Zach Eaton. You put somebody in front of him, you have defensive help rotate from the backside or the offside of the ball. And, he, he, you know, he got in foul trouble. He got frustrated. And the Mitchell twin, which one do we still – is it Mikhail that we still have? Mackay. 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 he's the high scorer. Okay. All right. I'll, Did I'll, she really 
<laughs> he also always had the higher hair. Hey, I like it. Whatever it, That's whatever how you keep it takes. Them separated. Hey, there you go. I like Makai. <laughs> gotcha. I saw some footage of Makai, and if you if you were just watching the game and watching the ball, you didn't see this. But when the ball was away from Edie, Makai was always bumping him to get him off his spot. Now, while that doesn't look like much, that plays a huge role in defense because it knocks him out of his rhythm. Every post player has a rhythm that they want to get into. And Sarah, you, you chime in on this because you, I, I imagine you played a lot more post than I did because I'm what Coach called a power guard. So uh, I, I had skills of a power forward and player, trapped yeah. in the body of a guard. Uh, but he would knock him off of his, you know, where he would want it to stand and wanted to post up. Makai was just constantly bumping him, knocking him off his stance and getting him out of rhythm and frustrating him to the point where he would foul Makai. That that was it was beautiful. It was beautiful to watch between Makai doing that, channel loss and front fronting, and us having the backside help on defense. It was a beautiful, beautiful thing to watch. The help, especially because that was one thing that I probably punched too many chairs at Bud Walton last year because of because <laughs> it was so it'd be such an obvious play that they were gonna lob to the post or yeah, like you knew a drive was coming and no one would be in help. And it drove me insane, and maybe that's Shout out to my high school coach, Coach Hunsucker. That is something that, like, I literally got sat on the bench for. Mm-hmm. If you weren't in help side once, you're done. See you later. Yeah. So, so to watch that happen in college was driving me nuts. The Purdue game, getting to watch a good defense rotate, move. And then, like, which I will say, Edie, Eddie, however you say his name, had a lot of points because when the help side did come over, that kind of – I call it like a gnat, like, you know, like slapping mm-hmm. around. Yep. A lot of guys aren't realizing. And so there were fouls and then he was on the foul line. Yeah. But a lot of that will get cleaned up. But to see them be kind of scrappy. Devo diving into a dude like twice his size. Oh, my God. Yeah. The, yeah. I think it was the third quarter. Yeah. Maybe, you know, yeah. we don't play quarters. It's has. But, you know, but you it, it was the equivalent of the third quarter. Yeah. yeah. He literally took like in an exhibition game, like that kind of effort intensity the whole game was just even like guys who I think expected playing time like Davenport on the bench Mm -hmm. like the way they cared it sounds about like the way they cheered and like they all care for each other Davenport in Brazil when they weren't in were literally on the court cheering for the players like running out there hyping them up especially when they got Edie to foul there was one time like Muscleman shoved Davenport back into the bench because yeah. he was so I excited. On, I remember seeing that one during the game. Yeah. Um, going back to Chandler Lawson, MC, I'd like to uh, call out a certain Memphis fan. <laughs> well, I have I have a text from him that says, "Good luck with Chandler Lawson. He's yeah. not good at Memphis." To him, yeah. I say, "Ha ha." Here's what I say to that. Hashtag coaching matters. You better believe it. No, hashtag catch us in the final four, baby. So (laughs) I will say, yeah, right. (laughs) So I will say this. When Brazil hit the ground, I think all of Razorback Nation took a deep breath and just stopped. I started crying. I'm not even going to lie. I was turned around tears in my eyes. We have (laughs) – ITHP has a a team chat. It's myself, MC, Sarah, and Loki. And the minute he hit the ground, MC and I were both. 
Yeah. Sarah, talk to us. Sarah, Sarah, yeah. Sarah. Talk to me, Goose. <laughs> and then Which my phone, I went into the game with like 20% on my phone, too. So hey, like shout, out, shout out to Sarah, dude. She held on the whole game. Yeah. Um, it died like walking out of Budwall. The the other thing is, do we have an update on Devo? I mean, does he have the, it? Is he in concussion protocol or no. you want me to text him? No. No. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> you ain't gonna throw that out there and and and, uh, and us not if, take if advantage. He of was it. my neighbor for a long time. So if you if if please, no, I'm, I'm he's sorry. not gonna reply anytime soon. I was gonna say, don't do that. He's probably he's probably in the in the practice facility. Um, <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> it's not 11 p.m. So oh, that's true. Yeah, uh, that's he's kind true. of a night owl. So. But. That's true. Um, James, don't worry. We're going to get to your comment in a minute about the Lady Razorbacks. We're going to get through the guys first. Um, you got Alcorn State coming up on Monday to open the season. Let me throw this up here for everybody that needs Tickets to Tickets are under $20. Buy one and get your butt to bud. So yeah. anybody that is asking what who we're playing, what channel it's on, when are we playing, it's down at the bottom there of you your go. screen. Sarah's pointing at it. Screenshot, write it down. You all know the drill. This must has essentially had essentially got two starting fives, if you will, on rotation. Right now. Yeah. Give or give or take. Give or take. In and the guard position. You know, we all know he likes mm -hmm. to play seven, eight guys, nine at the most. And and I'm about to mention Sarah's favorite player, Mr. Pinion. No, I uh Davenport's on, on my favorite now. Well, or L. Ellis. Well, I mean, do we uh, here's my here's my I'm gonna play devil's advocate for a minute, okay? Yes, we played strong against Purdue, the number three team in the country. He got in the game. But yep. are we gonna see a drop off? Or do you think I mean it, it just to play devil's advocate, because you can you come out strong, you're 20 and 0. In, in non-con, you go into conference and you start 0-3 like we have the last two seasons. Um, I You kind of already saw it in the Purdue game. You saw Pinion played two minutes. Davenport didn't even play, but... He didn't get much time. So you are, you're already seeing who's going to get the majority of the minutes. Um, obviously, Devo's going to get in there more with him being a little bit hurt in that second. Mm -hmm. Part of the half, he didn't play again. I don't think. I don't think he ever got back out there. When he, no, when he, he didn't. Took, he didn't come back the, in. No, after he didn't think so. Head, he was. He was done. He was still lively on the bench, by the way. So I don't think he's. I just think it was a hard knock. Dude's got a hard head. Well, I mean, he ran into a, a seven foot four, three hundred and whatever pound. In Brazil, I don't know if the TV channel showed it, but Brazil was finna fight over Devo. No one else touch him. When like, they broke away, when they broke away, I thought Trevin Brazil was fixing to throw down with somebody in the yeah. Well, so he stood over Devo to kind of like talk to him. Yeah. And was like reaching down to help him up. And then one of Purdue's players kind of shoved Brazil mm -hmm. like a little bit, trying to do the same thing to his player. And Brazil, I mean, just and I was yeah. like, Chill. Yeah, so, it got it got a little chippy there. Loki wants to talk about blocker. I, I thought for uh, you know, here's what I like about blocker: the guard play that Arkansas has 
is going to be so good this year that he's going to be allowed to develop at the rate that you want a freshman to develop, okay? And I say that to say this, compare it to, and I'm not saying he's Anthony Black, okay? But last year, Anthony Black was basically baptism by fire. Starting point guard pretty much day one. Um, He had to come in and play a role that you would expect to be a sophomore or junior. He come in right out of the gate and was point guard all year long. Layden Blocker, I think it's Layden. He's got a brother too, and I, and I, I get them mixed up. Uh, but Blocker came in. I thought he did very well in, in the short time he was out there. He was aggressive, but not overly aggressive. Uh, sometimes you get a freshman out there, it gets too hyped up, and they want to try to make things happen. I felt like he let the flow of the game come to him. He didn't force anything. Mm. Uh, made the most of his minutes. I mean, what do, what did you see, Sarah? I think there was one shot he took that I didn't like, but th- it was also at a very poor time. So I'm going to give mm. him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, because it was probably a good decision had it been first quarter minutes, but being in the third quarter, I was like, why would you do that? Mm-hmm. But there was also a few others that did the same thing. Um, I think he also is looking at Mark, who also played phenomenal. We haven't mentioned him. That dude, that three-pointer took my soul away. Um, (laughs) But I think Blocker watching Mark play, I think he's going to kind of imitate him a little bit or play a very close version of him. And I saw that a lot in the game as they were kind of doing the same parts of the plays. And so I think he has a great role models ahead of him. What did uh, what what did you think about L. Ellis? L. Ellis, Tremont Mark. I have so many comments about that. They were so good. I think L. Ellis is him. I think he, I think he's him. Both of them, like, I don't know. They make such easy shots look so good. Too like a simple layup. I was like, "Whoa, what did he just do?" But like, he literally just drove the ball and shot the ball. But wow. there was also like late game situations where them being older mm-hmm. and having played a little bit before versus like a landed blocker or however you say yeah. his first name. Yeah, like I would trust them with the ball. Like marking that three pointer, give him the ball the rest of the year. Like he hit that thing. But also L. Ellis, give him the ball. Like, they both were so good and so composed. Yes. Like, even after he hit that three, which, not to dog on Brazil, but Brazil always does some kind of, like, you know, kind of thing. Nothing from Mark. He ran back, played defense. Yes. And, you know, I like a little bit of showy stuff, but also, like, women's teams don't do that a lot, which that's changing. But so seeing him like truly just get back and play was a huge thing for me. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I I don't mind the showiness if you do it at the right time. That was a time where you just get your head down, you get back and you play defense. Yeah. Uh, And and, and I love to see that. And and the other thing that I really like to see, you you touched on this about L. Ellis and – uh, Mark both staying very composed. You saw no panic when this when this game got down to a minute left in regulation, and again a minute left in overtime. You never saw anybody. Uh, I never sensed any nervousness from the guys. They, you know, and and I can't say that about last year's team. Now I loved last year's team. I love Anthony Black. I love Jordan Walsh. Those guys, but these guys, you can tell 
these guys have been in this situation before. They were more nervous about Musselman getting kicked out. I'm going <laughs> to be completely honest. I, I can see that. because Gavin Port at one point was holding the belt loop to his pants. The, the, <laughs> the, the refs in this game, I, was Mark Curls calling this game? I mean, what the hell? Well, no, it was – it was – Okay, so it Helen, was the first Helen game Keller for them. Wasn't Helen Keller blind? Yes. Yeah, and, yeah, and that's who was on the court. Blind so was blind and deaf. I mean, you, Steve, yeah. you know, Ray Charles, Stevie Wonder, you know. Uh, well, Brad State. I, I'll cut them a little slack because it was, it was their first game too. So, yes, write it down. Time stamp it. MC cutting the officials some slack. No, no, we no not those guys left last year. That we're not, one guy is we're, not, we're not gonna <laughs> play this game. Bald head. No, MC, we're not gonna play this game. We're <laughs> not no. last year. No, Brad Staten finally found his way. Apparently, Air Force doesn't know if they're up from their down, but he says, Hello from Colorado. Spent time in Branson, Missouri this past weekend. See, I I'm sorry, you. he's from Colorado, <laughs> ended up in Missouri. So, Air Force, it, it up is north. Just, just remember that, Brad. Says, he says, I love it when they don't showboat. I always love when they act like they've done it before. No big deal. I mean, and he says, he says, goes for all sports. I like a little bit. I like a little bit of swagger. I like a little bit. But again, it's a timing thing. You got to know when to do it. You know, yeah. there, there's there's a time and place. And which and, refs to do it in front of? Because yeah. I don't want no technicals this year. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want a technical for doing this. Okay. Right. So I, I was I was glancing at Twitter while y'all were. Um, while y'all were talking hoops, and I came across a screenshot from a third-party ticket uh, seller. Gosh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw and this. I don't know. I don't know which one it is, but section one nineteen inside of Bud Walton, row mm-hmm. thirteen, row M, row H, row D. Sarah, you kind of know where that is and and what that is, right? Yes. Row thirteen goes for seventeen hundred dollars. <laughs> Row row M goes for twenty one sixty. Row H twenty seven twenty nine, and row D twenty nine hundred dollars for one ticket. I mean, who's going to pay that? Seriously. That's right behind the visitor bench. I'll pay that to give them hell. I was going to say MCU and I would probably pay that if we had. I mean, if I had the money, actually, actually, I rephrase that. I would never sit in that area because then you're blocked by them. You yeah, know, I want to be so I sit in usually if you ever want to come find me at a game, I sit in like 121, I think it is, which is to the left of the visitor bench, but in the corner, I usually find a row in there. Yeah. I don't sit in the student section, but yeah. Loki Loki says they played like they belonged at that level, honestly, and that by itself is awesome. And I I, no, I agree. agree with I this. agree. Mama Linda says Mus is certainly a proud papa after that game. He was. Yeah. It makes, but see, the, you know, the end, the, the adjustments, and 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 I, I, somebody had said this on one of the post games I listened to. It makes getting back onto the court Monday morning, making those small little tweaks and those small adjustments a little bit easier than it would had it come after a loss. You know, you get in, you're energized, you just upset the third ranked team in the country. Y'all are riding this high wave going into the season, so it makes it makes practice. This week, I, I think it, it makes it a little bit easier. And uh, Loki wants to know, how about Battle? What did you think of his performance? He played great, too. He did. Um, just, it's so hard. There's so many good players that, yeah. like, and none of them had, I don't think a single person had 20-plus points. But when no, you have you, six guys with 15, that's yes. 
Yeah. Like, and, and honestly, that's what you want. I mean, you don't want the the one superstar to have 30 and everybody else to have eight or nine. You know, when you spread it around, like you said, with six guys that have 12, 15 points, who are you going to double? If yeah. you double this guy and you hold him to eight, then this other guy's going to have you got another one who can get in the hole. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And and this may I think this is probably going to be by far the deepest team oh, that sure. that Muss has ever had. There's here, no drop anyway. off. One through four, there's no drop. Well, I should say one through three, because depending on other teams, four or five, there's a little bit of a drop off because we don't really have a lot of post area. With Lawson coming in, I didn't realize how he was going to fit into there. But with Brazil, Lawson, Mitchell, you're good. Well, in Graham the didn't even play. I mean. Graham was still dealing with his back spasms. They so, said I mean, he's you, gonna. They, they said, said he, they said he will dress out Monday. They said he could dress out Monday. Expected to dress out. Not yes. Well, okay. My feeling on that: if he's if he's not a hundred percent, don't keep, keep him getting rehabbed because we're going to need him January, February a lot more than we need him I in November. Personally, I want to see him in the Bahamas. Yes, those are yep. three games that I think are a huge test. 100%. I say heal him up until then. But oh, I'm 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 on board with that. We need to yeah. keep this core group healthy. That's why I'm saying keep him yeah. until the Bahamas. Don't push him to come back for freaking Alcorn State. Yeah. Which somebody yeah. said they're not going to a game in the near future. Twenty dollar tickets for Alcorn State. That 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 oh, that was in, oh, that was in response to the 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 third party football tickets. Yeah, or the oh. Duke tickets. Duke, Duke, Duke tickets. Yeah. Oh, those were for Duke. Those were yeah, for I'm Duke. sorry. Sell a kidney and maybe you can come. <laughs> Richard Wright I'm going on my $100 student ticket that I paid for the entire year. So. Right. <laughs> Richard Wright finding us. He said he was listening to Pittman's, Pittman on the Hog Show. He said I'm he just sorry. got here. Sad about football season, but I never, ever lose faith. Hey, Richard, you may be the last hope. You may be the last hope for Richard. All those and him sitting at the catfish hole. Oh, by the way, y'all, speaking of last hope, I have my hat on backwards again this week. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that doesn't deter us from being the worst fan base in the country. And uh, Josh Wilbank says that Nolan even says Musk could go all the way this year. Nolan is a big fan of Musk, and that's saying something. Yeah. I, I, I listened to a little bit of the sound bites that they had from, from Nolan talking about uh, what he sees with this team and what he sees with Musk. And – you know, I, I mean, I, I'm really trying to bridle all of the hope and, you know, all the really good feelings that I had coming off of that because, you know, I don't want to get the cart too far out in front of the horse, but I will say that things look really, really promising for this season. Uh, and, and now, that said, you look across at some of these other exhibition games, Tennessee goes up to Michigan State and beats Michigan State in East Lansing. And that, that's not – winning up there is about like winning in Bud Walton if you're an opponent. It normally does not happen. But so Bammer, for Tennessee Bammer to go was, up there and win that. Bammer was struggling with Wake Forest. I yeah, think, they did. They blew a 16-point lead in the second mm-hmm. half and got beat. I think for me, had we lost, I still would have said the same thing. For me, watching that game, mm-hmm. what I realized is last year I saw a lot of me's. And this yes. year I saw, see a lot of wheeze, but yes. also buying into the defensive strategy. The way they played lockdown on Eddie, yeah. you would not have seen last Like, look at how whatever his name went off against us from Bama, whatever his name is. I just know Gun Boy. Anyway, yeah. 
Yeah. He went off and no one would stop him. No one would play right. defense. And we couldn't rely on Devo constantly. The right. one thing I did see on defense, though, is sometimes we left guys open at the top of the key for clear three-pointer. Yeah, we we did. There was a couple of times. It, it, yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't all the time, but there were, there were certain instances where they left pink shoes, dude. Uh, and I love the names for for these uh, three. I think it was three. Yeah, it was was three. it the one that they were uh, the guy that they were talking about that was born in Arkansas? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I, don't know. I just know number three kept Smith. running his mouth. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think yeah. Smith was his name. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, they would leave him me, up on the top of the key. For me, a lot of them I saw were breakdowns from plays, and mm-hmm. that will take. That's where you kind of saw the new team, like learning yeah. where to go. Once a shot's hit and there's a rebound, like where to go after that, or if someone falls, how to maneuver out of that. Mm-hmm. A lot of that is what was happening where I didn't feel too bad about it. Like let it happen kind of thing. Yeah. Well, that's the kind of stuff that you want to happen in this game because yeah. then Muss and Keith Smart and the other guys can take this footage and say, okay, let's pause it right here and look in this scenario, instead of doing this, we need to do dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Also, if I'm the Big Ten, that's where Purdue is, right? Big Ten. Yes, yes. I'm calling uh, Mus, asking for game film, and Mus better be Absolutely. asking for a million dollars for it because he just <laughs> wrote them the defensive strategy on, hey, Eddie's not going to be Player of the Year this year. No. Nope. Yeah. Well, and I thought it was interesting that Mus, you know, it, it, it's insane to me the amount of encyclopedia type stuff that he has in his head because he was talking about his days at Golden State when they would prepare for Shaq. And they used some of that same game planning that they used uh, on Edie. Uh, He went back to some of his old notes. And, I mean, my God, Shaq's been retired for, what, almost 10 years now? I think it's been longer. I was going to say it. it Before high school. I mean, a a long time. And he still got notes from (laughs) – When he was with the Magic. Yeah, from 20 years ago when – That's one thing about having Mus as a coach that some people – I don't necessarily think they realize is the NBA. Also, they suck at defense now. But mm-hmm. when Muss was there, it was peak NBA time. Yeah, yeah. Like good basketball. Mm-hmm. If you want to see I, me, 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 watch the NBA. I don't watch the NBA. <laughs> I don't watch. That's why I call it the. I used to. That's why I call it the me me a. Yeah, I, I used to watch it, but not anymore. That's why Muss is such a great coach, and it also his connections makes mm-hmm. him great for recruiting look oh, which I, I don't know if everybody else knows but walsh got transferred he's yeah, now he's, he's with the main celtics now yeah he's so were G-League. the celtics holding him back i think that okay i'm glad that flew over y'all's head because matt hart Maine. put put that out uh earlier today about the celtics holding him back and I didn't realize he was making a joke, but that was he was he was kind of making a joke about you know about remember what? how put the handcuffs Walsh, on him yeah, yeah. Took me it a flew it flew right over my head too I'm I'm so. caught up now I'm caught up now hey we gotta pay the bills real quick we come back we're gonna continue our basketball discussion and we've got some shocking news coming out of the Ladybacks camp you're listening to Inside the Hog Pen on the Sideline Radio Network back in sixty seconds.
All right, welcome back to Inside the Hog Pen on the Sideline Radio Network. Razorback Zach, Marcus, MC Carlton, and Sarah Swish Vogel hanging out with you tonight on a Wednesday night. Uh, I have, I don't know about y'all, but I have the World Series Game 5 on my TV here in the Hog Pen, and I'm hoping my Rangers pull it out. But uh, let's get back to Hog Hoops for a minute. Uh, big expectations coming from the men's side, but on the women's side, uh, we're seven days away from opening the season, and all of a sudden you hear that Jersey Wolfenberger has entered the transfer portal. Now, technically, MC, she can't actually enter the portal now um, until March, right? right? So is she well, just, no, she can she can not. declare, but she can't really enter it until it opens. Yeah. Around, it's around spring break, like March 18th or something. So is she you just – enter it on like special terms too so like you're basically she's basically in it but can't be contacted yes until okay yeah she can't be recruited my my whole thing is this why i mean this seven days before the i think it's smart personally so why is that he got to see like they went overseas and played this summer Mm-hmm. She got to see practice a little bit. She knows she's being pushed out. Go ahead and sit out this year. Finish a year at this school that's probably paid for. I don't know how that works out. But then her new school, she now has two years instead of wasting a year here. And then she'd only have one year. So now when she transferred to that new school, she has two years. And could if she doesn't, if she's thinking about it the way I've been thinking about classes lately, she could graduate U of A and then start a graduate program there. And then basically be done with two degrees when she, but to me, it's smart because she wasn't getting playing time, which I saw her at Walmart earlier and so badly wanted to go talk to her so badly. But I, her level of hype mm-hmm. has been like it was always Jersey, Jersey. I played against her when I was a senior. She would have been, I think, a freshman. So let me ask you this. I'm trying to word this where I'm not sounding like a complete douche. Um, Are we, because of this, and because of it being so close to the end of the start of the season, could this spell potentially the end of Mike Neighbors at Arkansas? (laughs) No, that'll be our win record this year. Like, Completely flame. I'm going to step away. I got to go get the burn oil because <laughs> holy hell. <laughs> My bad. Wow. Okay. Somebody, somebody call the fire department. I don't. Someone said I threw shaded. I don't mean to throw shaded. Like she genuinely just wasn't. Which it could she had be not like, lived up to the hype. And yeah. We also talked about this earlier with someone telling you Lawson sucks. It could yeah. be the same thing. It could be coaching. One of my best friends from high school she came to arkansas after playing at springdale sucked here she's at old miss now starting averaging you know seven eight points a game which doesn't sound like a lot but she's playing well up there and she didn't play well here and so i think for me i think i don't think it matters in terms of him getting fired or not Loki says, now, Sarah, you act like we have to play the defending champs this season or something. Twice. I think we have to play them twice. Yeah, I think well, they're, but it's a home and home. Again, he's making millions of dollars, okay? And the best we've done is the Sweet 16 and in, in, in the NIT and the WNIT in the first round of the NCAA tournament. I was honestly surprised he wasn't gone last year. 
what I mean, he's he's going to end up having to make an elite eight run in the big dance if he's going to save his job. At least make it shoot. Well, it, yeah, but again, I mean, not I'm, it, I don't think that's enough this this year. I'm saying I'm saying I just want us to at least make it. <laughs> I think I think if you see him get second round this year, Sweet Sixteen, he's going to save his job. But. Uh, we, I, I mean, don't see that happening, but no, I, also, I well, honestly I don't haven't either. seen them in action enough. But they're not anywhere close to LSU, UConn, South Carolina. I'm yeah. sorry. Like, I know the SEC has really good teams like LSU and South Carolina, but there are so many good women's teams. Like when when I go oh, and Don Staley and South Carolina are playing a guy's team that they're that good. They're not okay. Chill out, chill out. Because now I want to go off on you about that tweet for believing everything you see on social media. Those I, are your damn practice players, and we have men's practice players too. So I don't know why South Carolina gets blown up. I know. Apparently, <laughs> their practice players are better than ours. <laughs> we just got some men from the hyper building. <laughs> She's gonna start shooting that flamethrower at us if we ain't careful. <laughs> So I'll take a collective breath and duck. <laughs> My roommate came in while I'm yelling. Holy hell! <laughs> but, no, that's, but that's but, things that bother me is that is, we think is, South Carolina is better because they have men players. No, I mean we're the same way. We're, we mean, play but, against men too. But I mean, going back on Mike Neighbors though, he's gotten to the second round before and he's lost. Has he not? Or is it just has he gotten bounced in the first round? I thought he got to at least. I know they got upset. Um, the one that sticks out to me is when they got upset. They were the three seed in the bracket and got upset by Wright State. That's the one I was thinking of. That was two um, years ago, right? Was, was yeah, because last year they were WNIT last year. Yeah. And that was the team that beat that in the regular season beat Baylor and UConn both when Kim uh, Mullaney was still at Baylor. So Brad Staten says deep breath swish, deep breath. Josh, Josh says, watch out, Zach. She gets really mean. That's why we brought her on the show. That's why she's now a co-host. But, I mean, that, that season was, to me, was a disappointment because you had the home win over Baylor, the home win over UConn, mm -hmm. and then you get into the NCAA tournament and you just completely lay an egg in the first round. Uh, last year, I did not keep like up with it as close last year. What's that? To lose to a team like Wright State. Like, yeah, yeah. they had some good wins, but, like, to lose to a team like that really looked bad. Well, in that game, because I watched, yeah. I watched part of that game. They they look like they did, they made Wright State look like a national championship team. Well, I mean, and how many times was, I mean, in ahead. the NCAA tournament? How many times have we seen that? You let a team that is playing a little bit over their head. You let them hang around. You let them build confidence, and then as it gets late into the game the team who's supposed to win gets tight and they start making mistakes. The, the the underdog is playing loose because you've let them build confidence this whole game and they feel like they have nothing to lose. And they are playing a little bit above their level. I mean, let's face it. If, if you play a seven-game series there, Arkansas is going to win that series. But that's the beauty of the NCAA tournament. It's a it's a one and done. It's a win or go home. Yeah. And anything can happen at that point. And, you know, I, I think that kind of started the downfall a little bit. When they when they lost that because last year was was I thought they should have been a lot better last year honestly. Well, they had the talent, but the thing about it is, it's like the guys when 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 they get desperate they start jacking threes up, but when the ladies start getting desperate they fall they fall apart. 
Well, and I kind of felt like last year at times, uh, a lot of the um, the other four players on the floor, it almost it, I call it the Matt Jones effect. They were kind of standing around waiting on Michaela Daniels to do something, yeah. to make something happen. And there's times when a player like Michaela Daniels can take over, but if you get to the point where everybody else is standing around waiting on her to do something. More times than not, you're not going to succeed with that. And Sarah, am I am I am I on am I on point here? Yeah, you're right. We also was Aaron there last year, or did she, she left after last season? I'm so I can I never. Think so I think I, I don't think I she think was she there left. Last year. I don't think she was there last year. Yeah. So not having her. Okay, I see both sides. She was a great player inside to have, mm-hmm. but not having her, the energy was also different because she was a very me 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 person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so for her to no longer be there, I think I saw a difference. But well, I haven't seen – there's a lot of new people this year, and so I'm interested to see what happens there. There's well, another There's another incoming freshman that has very similar hype levels to what Jersey Wolfenberger had, and I can't remember her name. The girl uh, from Charbington? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe so. I can't remember her name. I just remember – reading something on Twitter because there was a there was a debate going on on Twitter and they were like uh such and such is like the number 12 or the number 13 player in the country coming in this year yeah but we've said it multiple times MC the transition from high school to, to college two completely different animals well and Sarah touched on this at the last show the 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 transition from playing Arkansas high school basketball to playing high level d1 basketball mm-hmm. It's not. I mean, it's it's not like today. going. It's like going from Jonesboro, Arkansas, to the moon. Okay, it's a heck of a jump. I mean, it, it's and I don't mean that disrespectfully. It's just a huge, huge jump. I quit here and now. I I I. <laughs> well, Bert, Damn Sam it, Sam! Jones. Come on, man. Way to bring this show to a grinded freaking halt. Well, and then is is Sasha back this year? Sasha's back. Okay. Which I'm I hope she's healthy. I, I hope so too. I've played her for a really long time, like since we were kids. And I just genuinely hope she is okay. I hope yeah. they didn't like push her into coming back. Like I genuinely want her to be healthy. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's one that I really, you know, you take you take the health line story out of it. I just want to see her succeed just simply because she is I'm selfish here. She's homegrown. She went away. She went to, I think it was Oregon State. Whatever reason, it didn't work out. She comes back home, gets a change of scenery. And, you know, I felt like it was started, you know, things were kind of starting to come together for her. And then the the medical issues happened and took her away from the game. What was her medical issue? She was basically like having some, is that endoscopic? Like her stomach, like she was basically Uh, constantly sick. I'm also going to move upstairs because my roommate's going to have some people over. So I'd be back. We'll walk through while while Sarah's getting readjusted there. You know, as far as Mike Neighbors, I, I would hate to see him lose his job, but I think he is coaching for his job this year. Uh, you know, he's he's another one of these. He, he's one of the hometown guys. You know, yeah. he he's he's a native Arkansan. He's a huge. He was a huge Arkansas fan before he got the job, but for whatever reason, the success he had at Washington with the Final Four team and some of the other great NCAA tournament teams he had there, 
it just hasn't translated for whatever reason. And it's not like Pac-12 women's basketball is trash. I mean, you've got some good teams out there that, that are historically good. Stanford being the one that comes to mind right off the top of my head. Yeah. He took Washington to the Final Four, and when that hire was made, you know, I liked the hire when it was made. I thought he was I thought he was going to be a good one to come in. Um, the, the program was in a mess with Jimmy Dykes, but you bring in a Final Four winning coach or had, a, a coach that had taken no, a team to the Final Four. Dykes had no business being a head coach. Look, I could do an entire show about the debacle that was <laughs> – Loki, Sarah. Loki, make a note. We can do this a YouTube exclusive. <laughs> I mean, Sarah and I could do. We might. We might do. And now we're on Spotify with the podcast. They, you know, they have this subscription thing where people can have paid content. That might be. That's one like of our making paid. Zach a basketball <laughs> coach in college. You know what? She's not wrong. Let's let's not insult Zach that way. <laughs> oh no! no. I, I, I mean, she she's not entirely wrong. Hey, couple of couple of uh, notes. Uh, before we continue our discussion real quick, today is the last day to renew your baseball season tickets. So if you guys want season tickets to the Omaha today is the last day to do it. The second one, uh, make sure you guys set your clocks back tonight. Not tonight. Not tonight. This weekend. Sorry. This weekend. Yeah. This weekend. Yeah. Move your clock back from, from happiness and sunshine to misery and darkness. We're in so. the midst of football season. I and thought come we party in the hog pit with me. Oh, there you go. I thought we already set it back to, to darkness because we're in the midst of football season. Well, for for four more games, we are. All right. David ha- mm. Yeah, Hoss- go ahead and tackle Very that. true. Ha- David, David, I'm going to need a pronunciation key for your name, buddy. I don't want to butcher that. But he says, seems when I watch the ladybacks during timeouts, my neighbors would be walking around and letting assistant coaches in the huddle instead of him in their coaching. Yeah, I've seen that as well. He's not the only coach I've seen that from, though. But I mean, I, I, I've seen I've seen Must do that a few times. Yeah, he, Must has done that a time or two. Must will do it when he, he's talking to the refs, but yeah. then he's right back pumping up the team, like when he's done. That's one thing I don't see from neighbors. Like I don't see the the like let's get it, let's, let's go, let's you know like. Mm-hmm. He's not the energy guy the, that Must is. That's for sure. Yeah. Sam Jones says, I made, a, I made a public promise not to criticize a certain men's basketball player again after the KU win last postseason. I had to put my phone in the swear jar during the Purdue game to honor it. Well, now I can we'll, ha- we'll have no Devo blasphemy in here, okay? Uh-huh. Uh, we we well, won't have it. No. Not going to have it. I mean, it. gets no. his head in the game. <laughs> right? Um, That's a high school yeah, Brad, reference right. for anybody who's younger than me. There, there, there's my, there's that pop shot to the to the army. He's finally came up with a comeback from from my air force burn a few a few minutes ago. Um, hey, let, let's let's switch gears as we're wrapping up the show. And uh, how about them hogs, man? The volleyball team and the soccer team. Soccer team tenth in the nation, and they win four nothing. Moving on to the next round of the SEC tournament. And, then, and that was a huge uh, win. That was a huge yes. win because Auburn was the only one who beat us in the regular season, too. So Retribution, revenge. baby. Retribution. And then uh, volleyball is doing really well, too. I don't have the stats. Are they playing tonight? Is volleyball yeah, playing Yeah, volleyball's on now. Okay, that's what They're I They're ranked I was number thinking. nine right now. So, I mean, here's the thing, y'all. Just because football's bad doesn't mean the entire athletic department is bad. Now, let's, let's fire a 100-year check, right? 
Yeah, that's yeah. why Hunter Young yeah. right. when you've got a top ten volleyball team, a top ten soccer team, your track your your, your track teams just won another SEC championship. Okay, so volleyball, I got to break in here. Sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead. Um, they lost tonight to Georgia in three straight sets. Damn. Uh, they will be, let's see, Sunday they'll be back at Barnhill. Uh, I don't know who they play, because uh, but Kevin Trainer just put that out. He had uh, quote tweeted the, the actual volleyball account with the score and just said, not our night, time to get home and get back on track Sunday at Barnhill. We'll be good to let's be say, home. We've been, we've been gone for a while. Yeah, yeah. We've, so we've been gone. I don't know, those girls got to be hurting. Yeah, but that, no, go ahead, MC. No, I was just going to say. I mean, it, it's I, volleyball went on a stretch there, about like football did. With I think it was like six weeks away. It wasn't quite as long as football had, but they had four. Was it four games that they were in a row that they were away from home? I think. I don't know. It was a I bunch. Think we're at like six now. Mississippi State, they play Mississippi State in Barnhill. Thank you, Loki. Loki coming in clutch. He's our producer and our statistician for Inside yep. the Hog Pen. Um, lastly, I mean, wrapping it up, dude. Hold on. I got I to gotta get this in from Josh. What, are, what did I do, Josh? Oh, my goodness. Man. It's just it's just torch MC night. I've been getting I we didn't even we didn't even I mean, put up the majority the worst, of the comments. Let me talk to roasted. you. You're also in the worst part of the state. You're in the hey, worst all. part of the state. I mean that I can't help that. That is I I was born here, so this is you know, this is all I know. <laughs> Zach, are we also gonna cover the e gaming team to avoid discussing football? Uh possibly if 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 you we if what? we lose again Whatever this weekend. We if Whatever. we lose, yeah. if we lose to Florida this week, dude, I will pull out all the stops and just start talking. I will. No, if we lose to FIU, I'm yeah, done. That's the one. I will never yeah. go to a football game ever again. Because <laughs> that's Very the only true. game I'm attending the rest of the year. Very true. Uh, final thoughts as we're wrapping up here uh, tonight, MC. Uh, are, are I've been teasing it for a while. But uh, our Manning cast is starting to shape up, is it not? I mean, we're going to do some testing we're, here. Yeah, we're going to do some testing. We're probably going to test it out uh, on on privately test it out Monday night with Alcorn State. And then if we – if I'm telling you, if we get this delay thing figured out uh, – Oh, it's going to be fun. Well, it'll be fun. I'm just going to have to – I know how to fix the delay. Both okay. of y'all come to Bud Walton. Well, sell your kidneys and come to Bud Walton for Duke. <laughs> I mean, we if would I'm going to do th- we would if I'm selling a kidney, able- it's for the Duke game. It ain't for Alcorn State. It's for no, the Duke game. It's for the Duke game. But I, I don't think, I don't, I, I don't, that, wow. We're pulling it, by the way, for the Duke game, we are pulling out all the stops. Man, that's good. If be, y'all want to come to Alcorn State, I'll buy your There will be a special pregame coverage of Arkansas Duke that week. But, uh, Oh, you said that week. Okay, because Sarah will be incognito before the game. <laughs> we we need like a call uh, it. Just, a, just a quick just Wait, a quick 30 second I have hit. So from many Sarah. Sh- <laughs> oh, oh, she froze. She froze. We almost oh, made it through. I have so many stories about <laughs> post show about last weekend because it got <laughs> we were Uh-oh. late for the pretty game. There we go. Hey, there, there's more stuff for the paid subscription content right there. So, <laughs> so hey, y'all make sure 
subscribe to our podcast because yeah. you never know what's going to pop up there. Um, even we've been talking about doing a behind the scenes. Anytime someone once. says paid content. No, if you start on OnlyFans, only only hogs. Only yeah, hogs. Oh, there we go. Oh, there you go. I like it. <laughs> yes, we may have something Loki there. Said, Loki said not to tempt him. <laughs> I mean, hey, he, our producer, dude, he, he spits out all kinds of ideas. By the way, he will be. We may have an article or two in the next couple of weeks. Uh, oh, wow. So y'all y'all stay tuned for it. But uh, wrapping it up, I mean, all in all, Arkansas is not in a bad spot overall athletically, if you guys think about it. No, things are good. I mean, football's down, but hopefully they'll get things turned around. Uh, you know, we could do we could talk about will, your, will Sam or won't Sam come back. I don't think we're to that point yet. Um you know, if, if if we don't make a bowl game, I mean, right now there's still hope to hold on to. There's that hope of holding on to the fact that they're going to win out. I don't think it's going to happen, but it is mathematically possible for them to win out and, you know, end up at like the Birmingham bowl or some kind of, you know, whatever. But, well, but I mean, I mean, you could, you could always go to the Rob Gronkowski LA bowl. I mean, yeah. You get the Jimmy Kimmel cheese it bowl. Right. Uh, but uh, no, I, they're going to end up four and eight. I mean, I mean let's just call Arkansas it what it is. Razorbacks. We ain't making it, bull. <laughs> that's that's pretty funny. Uh, no, I mean, there's so you're saying there's a chance, right, MC? Yeah, yeah, there's exactly. Chance. There's a chance. It all kicks off 11 a.m. Saturday morning. Oof, that's going to be on. No, just hey, get hey, us. Just get us to Monday game. night. We got a 3 p.m. game. We, we did. We did. Yeah. Next next week, Auburn, 3 p.m. I will be there on the sidelines. Be looking for me. Hey, I gotta I gotta say this real quick. The one game, because... the one game I choose to work. You don't text me and tell me you're coming. Uh, I I told you I was. I got I gotta throw this in there because with the plethora of 11 a.m. games in the last 10 years, Arkansas has played 35 11 a.m. games. You want to? You want to? Anybody want to guess how many of those they've won? Wait, don't tell me. Thirty, so, so thirty-five total, right? Thirty-five total 10. in the last ten years. I'll go ten. Close, Sarah. You have a guess. Five. Eleven. There are eleven and twenty-four in the last ten years in eleven a.m. games. Oh, wow. So there you go. If you want to make a little wager on the game, that's a stat that might play into your decision making. We do not condone betting of any kind here on Inside the Hog. For uh, entertainment purposes only. If you so. if you want to throw a little you know chump change our way for helping you out, yeah, go for it. We'll take yeah. donations. We've also, well, like we said, never won at Florida. So, right? yeah, never. Screw you, Mark Curls. So. Uh, I love football, but why be miserable when there are so many other sports we are kicking ass in? That's coming from Loki. Point. See, Just the only me to Monday. People, the only people who are miserable are the ones not on the hill living life. <laughs> just get me my, to Monday. Just day. hey, Monday, dude. Monday, it all goes Monday. down. Yeah, the losses, the losses from the football team go away. Hog hoops is officially back, and we begin our march, and we we begin our uh, our journey. Did you say march. you're coming? Are you coming for Auburn? Yes. You said you're coming for Auburn. Are you coming up yes. Friday night? Are you coming to basketball? Have, we have not decided yet. 
because yeah, they had basketball the Friday night before the Auburn game. We right? not, yeah, we have not decided yet. I'll, I'll get with Katie. Then you can get in Sarah's school of hoops and sit next to me by the visitor bench. Just buy a cheap upper deck ticket and come find me. Uh, Sacked by the visitor bench. What could possibly go wrong there? Are we? I mean, I we mean, got flipped off by Texas. Whatever. Whatever. Are, are we? Are we sure that's safe for me? I mean, I don't <laughs> hold the. I don't. Here's the thing. Kane and Sandy may be the the number one Arkansas fan, but I don't hold the title of loudest loudest mouth in the fan base for nothing. <laughs> All right. You haven't been next to me or MC during a basketball game. I, I cannot. I cannot wait. Yeah, I, I'm just. I'm telling y'all now. I cannot wait for the day I see. I, I watch a game with MC. I am like. I'm I have, I have heard. I have heard so much. Monday night is going to be so much fun. I may spend the whole show just dying <laughs> laughing. Come just by watching MC. I'm gonna. I'm about to go buy you a ticket right now. I will. I will talk to Katie and and see if we can. I will buy her a ticket if they're cheap enough. I will I will talk to Katie about getting a hotel room up in Fayetteville Friday night. You don't even I got a giant ass couch downstairs. There you go. Like I said, I'll talk I'll talk to the boss lady, Problem see what solved. she says. But y'all, it's time we say goodnight. It's been a good one, man. It's been a good one. Time to say goodnight. Next week, same bat time, same bat channel. For Marcus MC Carlton and Sarah Swish Vogel, I'm Razorback Zach. You have been watching an all-new episode of Inside the Hog Pen. Until next time, so long, everybody. <laughs>